Good afternoon, listeners, and welcome to Unfiltered, the podcast show where we call it as we see it. I'm your host, Nikisha Prince-Hens, and today my guest is Miss Precious Carson. But before Precious begins, let me tell you a bit about her. Precious Carson is a 27-year-old writer and upcoming motivational speaker who wrote her first collection of poems titled Dryptomania, The Pain in Knowledge. Her work focuses on trauma, mental health awareness, abuse, femininity, loss, and awareness of self. Poems are her way to express herself in the most intimate way possible and describe it as being able to bring all of her internal baggage to a bonfire and burn it with every poem written. She uses her trauma as a tool of inspiration for her readers and hope to inspire their healing from their personal struggles. Good afternoon, Precious, and welcome to Unfiltered. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm grateful. Thank you. That is awesome. Good. Let's get straight into your interview. How did you get started in your career as a writer? Well, I've been writing um, since I was about 10 years old. I started writing poems as a hobby. And uh, I'm not just a poet. I actually write stories, short stories. I was in the process of writing a novel before I released my book. Uh, I can, I'm a playwright and um, I also am working on a movie script right now. So um, I got started with the poetry because uh, when I was about 10 years old, I needed an outlet. You know, it's not easy getting coming into puberty and experiencing all of the hormonal changes that you do as a child. And so I started to write about those things. And um, yeah, and so that's really how I got started as a child. But um, what geared me towards making this my career was um, that I was in a very traumatic car accident when I was around 12 years old. And um, I watched my mom die in front of me and I nearly died myself. Yeah, I suffered from- Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. It happened when I was like 12 years old, Um, but uh, I suffered from a paralyzed arm, a broken spine from top to bottom. My leg was broken. I had a punctured lung, collapsed lung, kidney damage, and uh, several oh. other injuries that I honestly the list was so long that I really can't remember but um yeah so I started to write because it was a way to express my pain and my emotion in an artistic way and so I felt like it was productive and I, I really uh I started to really enjoy it and so I said you know I'm gonna compile everything and I think I'm gonna make a book about it hmm just listening to your story just brought back so much memories because I myself was in a very very tragic accident that at that point yes I saw like literally life and death flashed in front of my eyes and Mm -hmm. to be honest I was in the vehicle with my cousin and her husband and her kids and I had given up to be honest I gave up I gave up at that time because just to you know be trapped in a vehicle and knowing that like there's no way out because you're trying to get out of the vehicle and that you couldn't get out 
the vehicle. I think at that point in time, I just said my prayers and I was like, I surrender all because I mean, it's like I couldn't see no way out of this, but I am still grateful that we made it out. And I tell people all the time that my life is a living testimony. And even though, mm -hmm. uh, you know, there may be times that you doubt that there is a God, when I really reflect on my accident and how we're still alive here today from that happened in 2016 and this is 2021 and we're still alive i mean yes i still suffer from aches and pain from time to time but i'm still grateful to be alive here that i can you know tell my story and inspire others mm -hmm. and let them know that yes there is a god above because he did rescued me and my cousin and her kids and her husband's life and we're still here to give thanks and praise unto him so i can really right. relate with you as much as it was not as tragic as years but i can still kind of relate in some way of seeing life and death flash before my eyes right and i believe that it is so important to share your experiences with everybody because a lot of these things are actually have come become a normal thing in society today um, it, loss is normal. Tra trauma is very normal. Uh, all of these things are normal. So it's be it's a great thing that we can heal from our pain and use it to help others. Definitely. So how mm -hmm. did you make it amidst all of the challenges you faced of, you know, losing your mom, being in a tragic accident? How did you make it amidst all of the challenges? Well, it honestly, I can honestly say it was not an easy hurdle to get over. Um, but it was it was the writing. Every time I would write a poem down, it seemed like um my burden would get lighter every time I would write a poem down. And that is when I just decided, you know, like I really want to help people with my art. My art is what killed me. And um it honestly, of course, it didn't heal me to begin with because, you know, I suffer from the anxiety, the depression. And, you know, I, I got into a lot of situations where I could have been dead again, you know, mm. and, you know, just playing with playing with life, you know, and treating it as if it was just like, um, like I really didn't care about life or death. Uh, I can honestly say I, I, in my own mind, I felt like, you know, it was okay. You know, it's okay as long as something happens because, you know, you, you, I, I'm, I'm a good person. So I know that God is going to save me, but it's honestly not a good thing if your work here is not done. I don't think, I don't think, you know, and so, yeah, I really, um, it wasn't easy, but I started going to therapy. And I started to do a lot of a lot more normal things like um, getting out of seclusion because seclusion was something that became very comfortable for me. And um, so I started to get out of those negative patterns and um, started therapy. I started getting out more, socializing a lot more. And uh, a lot of people were actually interested in my story. And which was a very shocking to me. I really didn't think that people would be interested in what I had to say, you know. But um, so I, after a multitude of people were telling me, you know, that you really inspire me. I love you. I love the way that I see you. 
I, that I see that you're able to get over everything. Like you just move on, like nothing is wrong. And even though it, they're eating you up inside, you're a really strong person. And so I just decided, you know, like, okay, well, this it's okay. Like I really want to try to get out there and actually help people to gravitate normally. So it's basically like turning your pain into purpose and making it work right for you. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I turned my pain into purpose because I knew that um, in the back of my mind, although I was going through everything that I was, I knew that I had a bigger purpose than to just be a hurt individual. You know, and that's very important. One of the most important things in life is to know your purpose and to go after your purpose willingly, hoping heartedly, and knowing that, you know, going after your purpose, there is going to be challenges. There is going to be hurdles that you have to face and you have to climb in order to be successful because nothing in life comes easy. I know people see the Mm -hmm. glamour and the glitters and they just think that, oh, it just happens overnight. No, it doesn't happen overnight. And even when you're fulfilling your purpose, you know, there's, I think for me, I think that when you actually in the position or in place of fulfilling your purpose, it's when you really feel and see what challenges is all about. Because then it's when the challenges started coming tenfold. Mm-hmm. When you yeah. started to fulfill your purpose, it gets harder. The farther you it climb is. up the ladder, the challenges are going to be more and more and more. And you know what? I think that's where I really kind of messed. I think I, I had life all messed up because I was like, you know, it's easy sailing after you get there. But oh my gosh, life will just start to really hit you. T- like it will hit you from every angle I'm telling you it was like at one point I was like well good lord what else could happen to me right now I was like I really tried so hard to do something good I'm just trying so hard but it seems like I'm getting met with nothing but the worst like it's like the devil is literally like literally has every every possible um every possible obstacle in front of my face and he's like throwing them at me and I'm like oh my goodness but but you know I do realize that I, I that was something that was really new to me after I started you know exploring my art and I was like you know oh man it doesn't get easier but you know I'm I'm in this I'm here I'm a fighter as it is so let me just get my mental together and you know I'll have I'll be okay but you are right about that definitely (laughs) so precious who or what motivates you to keep going and following your purpose um I think that people motivate because I really I think people are the hope for the future um I think that it I think that they motivate me more than anything because I just really like I I know I, I've said this before, but I just want to reiterate that I it is not easy going through mental illness and trying to function normally on a daily basis. And I really, really, really feel like 
it is a duty of mine as somebody who's had all of these things happen you know I feel like it's my duty to be able to help these people be able to help them identify what they're going through and give them tips and tools to get by themselves that is my motivation that is the only reason why I do what I do that's funny enough that you said that because you know most of the time persons when you say okay I'm suffering from mental illness or rather persons find it very strange to actually admit that they are suffering from mental illness because you think that you know someone suffering from mental illness has to be someone of an unsung mind you know like literally a mad person but you know mm-hmm. you of yourself you know you can dress nice have a good job etc but in reality you can be suffering from mental illness even unaware of it that you're suffering from mental illness and you know mm-hmm. the sooner you accept that men, mental illness does not only associate with persons of unsung mind I think that it will be better for us and we can able to you know go through life and enjoy life a little more and seek the necessary help that we need to help deal with our mental illness because it's not easy out there as you've mentioned before it's a tough road and it's a crazy world that we're living in it is it definitely is and um there are a lot of negative stigmas but i think that it's becoming a norm i think that it's becoming a normal thing to just admit that you have these problems now because every so many people are starting to speak out about it and i don't think it's as as taboo as it used to be you know and i'm really happy about that you know i'm really i'm honestly really grateful that people have started to speak out because people deserve to be heard you shouldn't have to sit uh sit back in the shadows and shut and suffer because of the things that you've gone through and you know like people deserve to be able to talk about it everybody can't just move on as easily as everybody else definitely so how do you balance your work life and your personal life uh oh gosh i'm gonna feel horrible when I say this but um I feel like work trumps everything for me I'm like a workaholic I'm always thinking about things to do I'm a Capricorn so like Capricorns are known to be workaholics like that is our thing um I'm always thinking of something to do I'm always thinking of someplace I could go I am like a work machine but uh I do have a social life, a great social life, though, because I do like to socialize people. And um, I mostly socialize with, like, cousins and things like that. But the I do have friends that I socialize with as well. But it, it's honestly not very hard for me because I feel like work is very fulfilling. Mm. So, um, but you know what, though? It may not be a good thing. Because I don't think that I create a healthy balance between the two. And I'm honestly going to say that. I don't think I create a healthy balance between the two. Because I will choose work over everything. Wow. Which really isn't good. (laughs) It's not good. So I'm definitely going to have to address that. (laughs) Definitely. You need to work on that. You know, try to Mm -hmm. balance it as much as possible. Because I know they say, you know, they have to say in once you love what you do then you don't feel like you're working a day in your life and you know that's why you can go on and on and on and on and choose work 
over socializing, but at some point in time, especially for your mental well-being, you need to learn to balance your work life. Right, your, right. Your personal life. Right, I agree. I totally agree because it's nothing wrong with have like you know my passion is a very very fulfilling for me. So I sometimes I just feel like I don't even have to really talk to anybody for an entire day or two or three or four or you know like which is not well not four not four <laughs> but <laughs> you know. <laughs> But maybe like, you know, about three days, I'll be sitting in my house just writing, 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 writing. Like I've, I can just sit and write all day. And so it, it's on, but it's honestly not a good thing. I'm going to have to address that, I think. So what is one of your most memorable accomplishments to date? Um, honestly, I, I always, I've always said this, my most memorable accomplishment and it's the greatest accomplishment of mine was actually to be able to function with having a paralyzed arm again, function normally and actually uh, use it and build up a lot of strength from that. Um, So that is really my, that's my biggest accomplishment, I think. I'd say, honestly, a lot of people wouldn't see it as that, like an accomplishment, because it's like, you know, you have to go on with your day-to-day life, but at the same time, like, that that entire ordeal for me was not easy at all. Um, So, I say, I'd say, me being able to learn how to function socially with it, and you know physically yeah that was a huge accomplishment for me because it took me so long it took me years to be comfortable in my own skin again mm-hmm. so where do you see yourself in the next five years post-covid as a writer and an upcoming motivational speaker well i honestly hope that my book will have reached thousands of people hopefully millions of people um, I hope that I will be able to go to a lot more speaking engagements and be able to inspire and motivate others like I really want to do. I'm also working on a nonprofit organization for disabled children. And I really want to do some great things with that. You know, I'm looking to hopefully send a child um, on to Disney World and things like that and maybe work my way up to doing something really big that can impact their life for the rest of their lives. And um, so I I hope to be running a successful charity and I hope to still be writing. And I really am trying to actually start writing uh, movies and plays and stuff. So that's what I really actually, yeah, I'm really hoping to that's where I'm at in the next five years or so nice so what advice would you give to someone wanting to start a career similar to yours I would say that you need to dig deeply into yourself if you want to be someone that can relate to others you have to know who you are as a person you need to be able to really sit down and reflect and think about who you are and what you want your readers to what you want to portray who do you want to be known as you know 
who why is it that you even want to tell your story i would say um that is that's probably the best advice i could give anybody and to honestly not be afraid don't be afraid to fully express who you are and don't be afraid to be imperfect nice love it so in closing precious how can our listeners connect with you online if they would like to purchase your book or book you for speaking engagements how can they connect with you online Okay, so if you would like to book me for a speaking engagement, my Facebook is Precious Carson, P-R-E-C-I-O-U-S-C-A-R-S-O-N. My Instagram is I am Precious Carson, where I post my poems on a weekly basis, well, daily to weekly basis. And um, that is how I connect with my followers, you know, let them know what I have going on. And you could actually like DM me. Well, no, I'm going to provide my email address. I provide my email address on my Instagram. So you could DM me for um, to speak or anything like that for any speaking engagements. And my book is for sale on Amazon. My The name of the book, again, is Drinktomania, The Pain and Knowledge. And I just want to say that, you know, because a lot of people were confused with the title. Drakedomania was a term that was given to slaves and they would try to escape slavery. They'll be diagnosed with Drakedomania. And in a way, it's sort of symbolic. It's like a metaphorical term for me because I was enslaved in my mind. My mental illness had me enslaved, but I was freed when I started to write. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to clear that up. But my book is for sale on Amazon right now. Nice. Thank you very much, Russia. Thank you. It was indeed a pleasure having you on my show today. I wish you nothing but success in all of your future endeavors. Continue writing. You are going to get there. And I wish you success on, you know, starting that charity and doing what you love to do best. So there you, you have so much. <laughs> You're welcome. So there you have it, listeners. Don't forget to follow Precious for more updates about her career. And don't forget to join us next Wednesday at 12 p.m. for another episode of Unfiltered. Be true to who you are always and stay motivated. <laughs>